Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I did not know that it could be like this. I did not know that I could have this kind of bond with my children. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John Bray, or John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And it is time to talk about one of the advantages of single parenting. Because yes, there are advantages to single parenting. It doesn't seem that way very often, but there are. Um, And if you are a single parent, you probably fell off your chair, or fell off the treadmill, or drove your car off the road, because... (laughs) This sounds completely insane because advantages are impossible. (laughs) To answer someone who asked if all we were going to do is sit here and complain, uh, you may (laughs) get a break from all of our whining today. Maybe, maybe. Um, It does feel impossible. I mean, doing this always feels impossible. It's the hardest thing we've ever done because parenting alone is so hard. But There's a strange amount of contentment that we can achieve um, in single parenting in certain situations. Uh, But sometimes recognizing when those situations are is really difficult. It It can be as difficult as pulling a bit of policy speak out of one of Trump's rally speeches. Oh my God, did you just mention his name again? It's inevitable. He's he's everywhere. This, he is in all of us. No, he's this not. is a safe. This is a safe space, and I want to keep it that way. Trump free zone. Is, <laughs> but and this is also, I feel like we need to add someone. I don't. I don't remember when this. We have to get better at knowing, you know, who the who these people are emailing and and commenting. So, but someone emailed and was basically saying, yeah, I totally get all the struggle. I understand it. And she ended the email with, you know, is there, is there any contentment in single parenting? And there is, there There, is, there is. And I don't know if, if the question at the end of her email was like, please tell me because I can't find any, or if it was sort of this deeper philosophical question, but I took it more philosophically and realized there is, there definitely is. I know. Right? I mean, I actually took this topic to to a fellow parent. A single said, parent or just a parent? No, just a fellow parent uh, okay. who's still married and I said, "If you were a single parent, what do you think the advantages would be?" And like her eyes like almost popped out of her head and she's like, "What?" <laughs> like <laughs> what that, are you that's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because it does when you first say it. I think especially when you say it to someone who's not a single parent, it it does sound completely insane. Like there are Mm -hmm. no advantages. Everything about it is terrible. I don't know how you survive. Well, you do. Well, I mean, you do see a lot of like celebrity parents going into parenting by themselves, you know, and. Which is totally unrealistic, I think. Well, and I have asked myself, what are they doing? <laughs> like, what do they think they're doing? Why are they doing that? Like, why, why are they taking on that task? But I do realize that they're operating at a level 
of um, support in their life that most people do not possess at all. And they actually do have a closet full of nannies. They actually or do. Or they could and, if they wanted. And they have a private jet and they have, yeah, yeah. So I, when, when I, whenever I see that in like so-and-so has decided to, and I think adoption is amazing, so-and-so has decided to adopt a, children, a child by herself and it's like, oh my God, dude, do you know how much work this is? Whoa. Right. Whoa. Take a step back. <laughs> Did you get all the traveling done that you wanted to get done? Because that's going away. <laughs> exactly so it's a change and you see that and it's but then at the same time when you really sit back to look at it you realize okay there's some there are some positives and maybe it's just yeah, that we now I just have did to a whole bunch them. of complaining didn't i i just complained and complained and complained just now <laughs> it just feels like a regular old episode now way to go i thought this was a safe space i ruined it Ugh. Yes, there are. There are some absolute there there really are some advantages and i think one of the biggest positives, while one of the being one of the biggest negatives, is that it is all on us. Everything. Everything. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode where I said, you know, I'm not, this is the thing though, is that I'm not waiting around for something to be taken care of because I know that I have to take care of it. So if something didn't get done, I know why it didn't get done. And I'm not resentful of somebody who didn't help me get it done. I know that it all falls on me. And so I have systems in place to get things done. And it's just this, I would like to say it's a well-oiled machine. I mean, it's a lot. It's It's as well-oiled as possible. Well, it's a lot more well-oiled than it was in those first few weeks, for sure. Or even first few months. Yeah, and but I know, like if if something doesn't get done, it was because of me, and you know I can get mad at myself. I usually try to forgive myself because I'm I'm dropping balls, <laughs> dropping balls. Yeah. we have we have to you know keep certain themes going through this podcast. I think it's wise. They have to pop up <laughs> from time to time. But we do. We call we call all the shots every day. So we're control freaks. That's what we're yes, saying. I have a really, really, I wouldn't call it strict because strict makes it sound, seem like I'm <laughs> like a Catholic school teacher hitting somebody with a ruler or <laughs> <laughs> makes it sound like I'm the Wicked Witch of the West, which I probably am. Um, but we, I have really, really hard routines with my kids, not hard, but like strict routines with my kids where... We get up at a certain time and we go to bed at a certain time and we do homework at a certain time and we do piano practice at a certain time and dinner is this and breakfast is, is this. And and these routines make every day like, okay, we're doing this because this is what time, this is when things happen. And uh, especially like with Marlo, I know that Marlo, as outgoing and rambunctious as she seems and is at times, if you push Marlo too hard and she doesn't get enough sleep, she will get sick or she'll be on the brink of sickness. And so I know normally that like if I keep her schedule pretty much maintained, that we're good. It's the times that I travel and I come home and that's boom when it hits because I've been gone. And and that's what makes yeah, you sick? Things have been... Have you tried yeah. um, immunity boosters or prayer beads? <laughs> And I'm just, there's an incense that you can get. It's oh, amazing. Man, I, 
I've tried not doing it wrong. I've tried. But I was born I was born to do I was born to do it wrong. Here's the thing about routines though is my mom knows the routine and my babysitter knows the routine. And so when I do have to travel for work, my mom knows like exactly what's supposed to happen at what time. The babysitter who I pay to watch them the entire time that I'm gone knows exactly what's supposed to happen at what time. So I know I have the confidence when I am sitting in a conference room somewhere across the country that they're getting their homework done and that the piano practice is getting done and that they're going to bed on time. And so it's really nice to know that these routines are working. And that is an advantage because um, my, well, one, my babysitter is working for me, so she knows that she has to meet those routines. And my mom knows that I can restrict access to her grandchildren <laughs> if she feeds. Good God, Mom, please stop feeding her like 17 cinnamon rolls in one sitting. That's all I ask. Are they homemade? Well, I'm no. Just, I'm just asking. I know. That's really, really shameful because she's a Mormon. <laughs> they should if be they were, If they were homemade, I could mom. justify 17 in a sitting. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, so maybe if you home make them. But I think there's no way to talk about, like, these routines. Like you said, they're really hard and really strict, and you're, you're, I can tell that you're trying to carefully choose your words. But there's no way to really mm-hmm. talk about them without them sounding. I mean, the, my routine is very strict, but not, like, so regimented that he feels imprisoned. It's just it, it has to be mm-hmm. strict or everything falls apart. Like that's that's just how it has to be. If you don't do something, if something doesn't get done, you know exactly why. It's because you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And there's that old saying that if you want something done right, do it yourself. Yes. And I think the and I I don't agree with that, but I think the position that we find ourselves in that's where we're at. Yes. And we have to be in this spot. We have to do it ourselves. And for me, like the only time that I find any contentment in it is not in the moment like during the morning routine or you know after school or any of that it's at the end of every day i look back like that is a ridiculously well-oiled machine (laughs) yeah everything happened when it was supposed to happen it all worked out Mm -hmm. right but only in hindsight yeah as you're going through it it's like oh oh Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you're like, okay, what, 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 let me check my calendar. What is it happening in the next 15 minutes? And it's literally down to the, like, the next 15 minutes. Um, but It always, it is. always is. And I hate when people try to, and maybe this doesn't happen to you. And it's it's only family. It's never like friends. But it will be, fam- sometimes it's it's been Heather and it'll, you know, why don't you do homework this way? Why doesn't he wake up 15 minutes later? Why don't you go to bed 15 minutes? Like, these suggestions to help <laughs> and they I just want to scream because you if you don't if you don't live it from the moment I open my eyes until I go to sleep then you don't understand like this is what works why best. it can't happen this is what works like, best I've tried everything mm-hmm. this works like nothing is falling apart and I'm not even saying it's perfect I'm not even saying that it couldn't improve but it's not as simple as wake up 15 minutes later yes because if that happens we will not make it to school and the car will probably explode. <laughs> I just know it. I know that if it's anything out of routine, it won't you work. You will forget the lunch. You will forget the lunch. Uh, yes. And Or something. Or forget to pick them up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad day. Um, <laughs> yes, it uh, is. The, 
the, I, when we talk about strict routines, I think also having those in place gives the kids a sense of normalcy and stability. And because my kids um, will come home and I know that they love seeing their father and that they have a great time. They will come home from seeing him and they will walk in the door and they will walk over to my couch in the living room and just fall into, and it's like their home. And both of my kids are, um, they're both kind of homebodies like, like I am. And (laughs) oh man, oh man, like, do I, do I even go here? I guess I do. You do. It's too late too late to go back. Like, I, I dated someone who was like, well, what are you going to do with your kids this weekend? And I was like, we are going to sit around in our pajamas and we're going to eat. <laughs> I'm going to make some fake cinnamon rolls as well for them. And we're going to read and watch Netflix and maybe go outside and, you know, in the backyard. And he was like, well, why don't you take him on a hike or go to a museum? And I was like, um, have you met my kids? Like... <laughs> <laughs> my kids would take one look at a trail on a mountain and we live in Utah. My kids would take one look at a trail on a mountain and be like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Where's my couch? Where's my couch? And That's awesome. and I am the mom who's going to admit this. Like our weekends, like they, that is our free range time where it's like, you guys just go into your rooms, go into the playroom, go do whatever you want to do just break out all the coloring stuff break out every device do it have fun because they they we are be a kid we're we're so supercharged during the week with homework and gymnastics and piano and everything that on the weekends it's like and so when my kids walk in from wherever they have been if it's with their father or if it's with my mom even even though my mom knows my routines they come into my house and they're like okay here we are okay here we are and I feel there's a there's a huge sense of contentment. Like I have made a place where my kids feel at home. I you know I did this right. Like that I I give myself credit for that. And um, that is a huge advantage of having this much control over their routine. Well, and I think that sense of stability and home. I mean, I think it's important for all kids, but I think it's especially important in a situation like this, when you are a single parent, when you've gone through, I mean, in, in my situation where it, you know, half of last year was just up in the air in every which way, I feel like everything here with me at home has to be rock solid for Lexton because he needs to feel that stability. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if there was, you know, no routine, there has to be that stability of home. Right. And I think just you, but you know, your kids too. And you know, I mean, not, not all kids necessarily need a really strict routine. He does. I know that he does. Yes. And I know that, you know, maybe he doesn't like it, but subconsciously he loves it. He thrives on it because I've seen what happens when it's not there. My kids too. My kids too. And, and I mean, I think it's probably different because when they're with John, it's for, typically long i mean when when lexton is with heather it's you know from friday to sunday Mm -hmm. Um, but when they're with john it's typically longer right um it's changed it's changed a little bit since yeah it's changed like 
the the summer in the summer they're with him for like three weeks yeah okay which is i mean that's long enough to really fall out of routine yeah and i think you know with with lexton it's hard because he'll be there for the week and he has a great time with her this is not a criticism of anything that she does but it's not my routine and the only thing that that's hard about that then is he comes home and my whole routine has to adjust based on when he comes home i mean just this past weekend he came home and i had dinner planned out like i had everything set and i don't i think i was going to i don't know we were going to grill hamburgers or something for dinner but he had already had that for lunch mm. so he didn't want that for dinner so now like my whole i can see in my head my whole week just shifting around mm-hmm. right and i have to redo everything and it sounds weird like i'm complaining that i had to change dinner plans but that's kind of the reality of it i mean i need a routine as much as he does yes and she didn't do anything wrong. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have fed him a hamburger for lunch. I don't care. But when you get so used to having this routine every single day and then it gets changed and it gets changed outside of you, that's difficult. It's different than a vacation. It's different than any number of things. When it's when it's totally outside of your scope, Yes, that's hard. And that for me as well. So in my situation, <laughs> there's an Amy Poehler quote and um, – I haven't read the book yet, but I was, I bought the copy of Amy Poehler's book and, um, was flipping through it. And I saw this quote about, (laughs) about divorce. I think she was like making up titles of books that she was going to write about divorce. Like, (laughs) and I think one of them was, I want a divorce. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Because, because you have to have that awkward drop off. You know, you're going to, I'm taking you to your father's or I'm taking you to your mom's. And I don't have to have that nearly as much as you do or nearly as much as I used to. Like he, he has, I guess we'll get, I guess we will get into, hmm, do we, do we talk about this in this episode? I guess we do. Or at least we mention it. Is this travel related? Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I traveled to, um, traveled to New Zealand earlier this year and I did the math on the what I was going to be making while I was gone and the cost of childcare while I was not in t- while I was going to be gone and realized that it would serve us economically oh, yes, this episode oh. it would serve us economically if he could fly out and be with the kids with them while I was working cuz I was I gave two speeches while I was in New Zealand I, I really actually was so busy while I was there that I didn't get to go see any of the country and which I'm, I, I, I really regret, but hopefully at some point in my life I can make it back. So you didn't take the Lord of the Rings tour. When I you were didn't there? do the Lord of the Rings tour. No, That's but so I have a huge, I have a photo on Instagram of what is the guy's name? Who's like the precious. Oh, Gollum or go. I, maybe I said it wrong. If there's any major fans <laughs> out there, I'm sorry. Huge in the, in the airport, in Wellington, they have these huge, huge sculptures of these of the of the characters hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it's really good sculptures. I mean, I saw the one photo that you posted, yeah. and it, it was really high quality. It was, they're they're a little terrorizing, in fact. Yes. So i I sent him a, a message, and I said, "Hey, listen, it just makes the most sense for you to come here and and stay in my house." Because that way you don't have to rent a hotel or rent an Airbnb and the kids can stay in their own beds and they can base, they can relatively keep their normal routines. So we need to pause here because I feel like that is a tremendous 
step. Yeah. To have your ex in your house when you're, I, I get, I respect you for it completely, but that's a, that's, you've gotten yourself to a very good place. I feel like to be able to do that. I, I mean, I, in a sense, both of you have, but I think to open your doors like that is incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> given the history of our divorce, which I won't go into, given the history of our divorce, that's a really, 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 really big step. Like it was big on like for both of us. And uh, that's good. Yeah. And it, because it's in the best interest of my kids. So they would get to be with their father the entire time I'm gone. And they would get to eat in their own kitchen and stay in their own beds. And they their lives would not be upended. And so I was I was gone. My mom had them. And so she was here when John got here and, because I had already had to get on the plane. So like that drop off. We're back to we finally made it back after going on that segue. My ex stayed in my that was house. A spiral. My ex stayed in my house. My I, he was under strict, like I was like, don't just just don't go into my bedroom or my office, okay? Like, just you're you're not allowed in my bedroom. You're not allowed in my office. You can go anywhere else in the house. And please, that's pretty. Please free help rain take overall. please help take care of the dog. So I wasn't there for that drop off and. It, he was here and it worked and they had a great time and he had a great time with them. And and I believe he's actually coming for an upcoming trip. He's going to do it again so that I can be gone and speak at a conference in Berlin. Ah, and okay. so in this this goes there was a there was a woman who was a little upset with the first episode of this podcast because she was trying to say to me that it, that I'm, you know, that this this whole concept of this podcast is awful because we're complaining about the situation you know what well you know so many people have it worse than we do and how dare we you know oh is this the where you should spend try to spend a full month with your kids just for funsies that was one of them (laughs) but this this was someone this was someone who said you know she was and i i have no idea the, the amount of pain that she's been through her husband had died when her son i think was 13 and she's basically trying to tell me, like, you don't know how good you have it. No, I, I do know how good I have it. And I'm absolutely privileged. I have so much help. I have a great support network. It's awesome that I can call up the father of my children and have him come back from where he moved to take care of them so that I can work and make money for the family. Right. So When that works. When it all works yeah, out. Yeah. And, and that's a... And, and to basically say to him, you know, you get to stay in my house. And so that the positive of of being the full-time single parent is like I when when I left and when I leave again, like there's a huge checklist that I will leave him of like this is when they do this, this is when they do this, this is when they do this. This is like and so it's like I'm I'm pretty much calling the shots while I'm gone in the sense of this is what they're used to on a day-to-day basis and if we can keep it as close to normal as possible, then things are going to run really smoothly. And you figure that even if maybe they that list isn't followed verbatim, mm-hmm. it will be close, right? Mm-hmm. And close is better than, than no routine. Yes. And I think, too, with kids, the fact that they're going to be in their house, in their beds, the routine will feel more like almost like they will want the routine just instinctively because they're, they're home. Uh-huh. 
And that routine is easier to keep when everything else is familiar. Yes. They don't have to go stay in a, you know, some people may think, well, wouldn't it be fun for a kid to go stay in a hotel room? Well, not in the middle of their school week. Like exactly. they, they have complained, like, I don't want to, I don't want to go do that because, you know, it's like, I have to, I'm, she's sharing a bed with Marlo and it's, she's just like, I, you know, I've got to, what am I going to do? And she's, Lita gets a little, Lita, much like Lexton, thrives on the routine. And so any, any blip in it is just like, she spirals like I do out of control. So, yeah. yeah. And I pushed... I mean, I, and I'm, I'm grateful that we were able to make this work because I know that there's a lot of single parent, you know, custody arrangements that, that do this, but I really pushed to not have Lexton change homes in the middle of the school week Uh, for, for, I mean, for one, logistically, it would have been challenging because of, because of Heather's schedule, but it was also just to think, you know, that I would pick him up and bring him home and try to get homework done and then try to pack a bag and then he would leave and then he'd be gone overnight. And then I'd pay. I mean, it, it seems like too much. I, I personally think it seems like too much turmoil for anyone. I feel like it's kind of a lot to digest and I'm sure that you adjust, but I know for him, even, even when that became routine, it would be such a break. So you pushed for that. I did. And, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, my, I keep such an open door policy here because my, my goal wasn't to say, he needs to be here Monday through Friday because I don't want you to see him. It was just, he needs the routine. You're welcome to come over. You're welcome to eat dinner with us. Any of that is fine. But I think the packing the bag and the going there to sleep. And then, you know, he, he doesn't take a bus. He gets dropped off as she goes to work before he gets dropped off. And it's all of that kind of combines that just, it would turn into routine chaos is essentially what it would become. I think. Yes. And I can, I can speak to that, like, because with our custody arrangement before he left, we, there was the drop off during the middle of the week. And overnight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We had a... I mean, I know a lot of people do it. It just seems like so hard to coordinate. Okay. So, and so this is one of the, this is one of the um, positives of single parenting (laughs) is that you don't, there is none of that coordination because we had a two, two three arrangement i think you have to tell me what that means I'm so not... yeah it's uh, like two two so two nights on two nights off and then three nights on the weekend and then you change the next week that's a lot of changing yes but wow. marlo i mean marlo was marlo was very young and needed to see us both on a very regular basis and sure you know as much as i enjoyed being able to have a night off um not doing that uh, back and forth is a huge, huge change in my life and their life in this in 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 the sense of peace. It's like there's not that jostling because there was a lot of jostling. And I'll say this, and I and I'm this hasn't I am not um, I'm not talking or taking a shot at John at all when I when I say this, John without the H. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yes. My my ex husband, their father, because I wrote about it extensively on my website. Like, um, is is he's he's brilliant. He's a brilliant man, and with that comes a little bit of absent mindedness. Like he's like an absent minded genius, and um, can misplace things very often. And Lita is just like him, and 
just sort of sets things down and doesn't realize where they are or realize that like she like him will not realize that her glasses are on her face like that that level of absent-mindedness and I never knew when my kids were coming home to my house if they were going to have their glasses if they were going to have their lunch boxes if they were going to have their backpacks if their homework was going to have been done if any medication that they were taking at the time had been administered like not because he's a bad dad just because of his his personality it's his personality it's just, yeah, yeah he's just and he, there's so many hor- horrible like my personality has its major drawbacks every single part of my personality <laughs> is a major drawback but like knowing that i it's all me all the time they're in my house every day i know they're going to school with their lunch i know they're going to school with their backpack all of, everything has been signed in their folders all the homework has been checked and there's an amazing sense of relief with that and also, Lita's piano practice, she has to practice, oh my gosh, so her teacher just upped it to 50 minutes a day this year. So she practices in 25-minute blocks. and Twice a day. Wow. Yeah. And um, okay. I know that it's getting done because I'm here and I'm making sure that it's getting done. And this is an investment in her future that I have... She may be unhappy about it now, but she's too good for me to let her quit. But this is an investment that I'm making in her future that I'm making sure is getting done. Which she'll thank you for later. I do hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> she hates me for it now. It sounds terrible to say that we that we like not relying on someone else because that's not it. Like I, I you know, as we've said before, to have that, to have the, the companionship and the help would be great but at the same time the fact that you that, that we're responsible right that, that you know that you're going to do a b c and d and it's going to happen mm-hmm. it's overwhelming when you look at it if you like you know a sunday night if you look at the week ahead it's it's horrible <laughs> there's, there's so much to <laughs> I'm do i'm so I mean, glad that you feel the same way about sunday nights like sunday nights are like my those are basically oh so uh every night every sunday night at six o'clock i'm going to have a panic attack okay that's on the schedule you you just know because you have to look at the week to come and I I think for me you know Heather has always worked outside of the home and even before I started freelancing I would work remotely so instinctively and I think anyone who who hasn't really worked remotely or, or doesn't really have experience with people who do there's this immediate sense of incredible flexibility Right. Yeah, someone left a comment actually on one of the Instagram posts about this, about how the, the the episode about our kids being sick, about how her husband expects because she can work from home that her husband expects her to take care of all the sick days. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. I remember seeing that. And that's sort of how it always was with us. It wasn't even like a discussion that would happen. Oh, he has to stay home sick. Okay, well, I'm going to go to work. Or, you know, any number of the 400 days off that they get every year. Right. Which I, I don't understand it it would always fall on me and it still does because he's with me but knowing i mean knowing in advance that you know a friday six weeks from now he's going to be home i plan for it way in advance right because there's i don't have to wonder oh maybe she'll take the day off maybe she's going to stay home you just know that if they're sick it's on you you're home you know it's, it's already a part of your it's already a part of your schedule it's like oh okay it's me yeah and you you build it in Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, as as much as you can build it in, yes, which is really 
not at all. But even so, like even when you know you've got a routine and you you drop all the balls. Drop in balls. You gotta. You got. You gotta. There's a slang. Uh, this is I, a Memphis. This is a. There. This is a south, southeast, southeast Tennessee uh, slang. You gotta get going. This is a drop in. Someone balls. made a comment that you turned balls into like a three syllable word or something, <laughs> which was great. It was an excellent description of it. But even when that happens, like even at the end of the day, if you're like, this was a an eighty percent day. I still feel like I have moved mountains. Like the sense of accomplishment is unrivaled. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Don't you feel like Rocky sometimes when he's running up those steps? Like I feel that a lot. And sometimes I will do a victory lap around my room with pumping my hands into the air. Like, like another I successful this. day. I did this. I yeah. did this. <laughs> yeah. I did and even, it. Like, and no day is ever perfect. No. I mean, you get close. But the fact that you, I mean, it, I, I know that we've joked about it before. But like nobody died. Like everyone is still alive. We can do it all tomorrow, which is good and bad. We all got fed. We all yeah. got like on the days when I when I do baths and showers, like it's that, that this is going to be sound like me complaining, but it's not. But it's my children have a lot of hair on their head. <laughs> and it, the management of that hair alone is its own job. And so bathing them and getting the hair situation correct, like like on the nights when I have bathed them, it's like, oh, I got the bath done. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I, like I suddenly feel better about everything. When when the kitchen doesn't flood. When the kitchen doesn't flood. As long as, but even then, even then the bath was done. Mm-hmm. It didn't go as planned, but it was done. Yeah. It it is yeah. It's the sense for for me, you know. And I know we recently had the conversation about how you know Lita is really paying attention to what she wears, and you know she's kind of coming into that to to being an older girl, right? Yes. Like Lexton does does not care. So if I were to wash his shirt every day and put it on the top of his stack of shirts in his drawer every day, he would wear the same outfit <laughs> every day. So when I remember to change the order of the shirts in his drawer and he wears a different outfit, I feel so good about myself. <laughs> oh, I don't have to see the same striped shirt again. This is great because he, he doesn't, he doesn't care. We, and this is part of it is like, we take really, really, we really appreciate the small victories, don't we? Like those small victories. The small victories are everything. Are everything. And you, you become acutely aware of them and... And like I very recently 
my kids are picky eaters, which is its own its own conversation. Um, my kids were like, well, you know what? Tonight, Marlo was like, I, I want noodles. And I want noodles with sauce. And I happen to have those ingredients. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Just magically, it worked out. <laughs> They're probably old and expired. But I had noodles and I had sauce in the pantry that hadn't been opened. And so I made a meal on the stove that involved actual boiling substances. And I put that together while I was putting together my meal. And we always sit together for dinner anyway. But like I sat down with a sense of, okay, my my children are eating something that I've cooked. (laughs) That they requested. That they requested. Not not only did you cook it, but this was exactly what they wanted. And it's and it was healthy. Like it was totally healthy and they and they ate it up. And that night I was just like, This is amazing. This <laughs> is so great. I did that. On top of everything else that had gone on during the day, I did that. Noodles and sauce. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I was just texting a friend of mine who's also a single parent, a single mom, and we were kinda of, it was near the end of the day. It was basically like a text exchange of everything we didn't get done mm-hmm. because that's just the reality of it. Did you do this? No. You do this? No. And right at the end, I said, well, but I did I did iron two shirts. So that felt pretty good. And I, I typed it and sent it. I'm like, yeah, I did iron two shirts. That does feel good. I didn't even plan on doing that. Like, And it it's so minor and it really didn't help my day at all. But when I think victory. about it, I'm like, I did everything and I ironed two shirts. That little small victory is really, you know, those small victories make up life. They do. That's, that's and and the, I think they always do. But I think, at least for me, I appreciate them more now. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's been it, the stark relief of it made by our circumstances. And I, I really do feel pushed to my limit sometimes where it's like, can I do this? another minute and sometimes I'm so tired by like 6 30 and I'm thinking okay just push through the evening routine just push through the evening routine just push through it and so I get both kids to bed and that's when I'm like I could totally run a marathon (laughs) of course (laughs) of course I'm gonna say yes to a marathon because in comparison that's easy like 26 That's, miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I feel I, like I, I run that every day. Yeah, I got to mile 22 at about 6.30 tonight, and I made it to mile 26.2 by 9 o'clock. Got it. Good. It's like I, again, like I I astound my myself by what, like, oh, my, I'm yeah, I'm actually getting this done. And their projects got turned in and their homework got turned in and all of this has happened this week while all those other major projects in my business life are going on and it's like i'm doing it yay and it's a it is a sense of a of accomplishment that um that i didn't know i would feel right i you almost think it's going to be everything is going to be dreadful mm-hmm. because there's going to be so much right because yes. you don't have a routine, you don't have the plan, but you quickly, I mean, you adapt is just really what it is. You adapt and I think for me, though, like, like you said about the marathon, and I have never run a marathon. However, I feel like there, there are points where everything is so efficient and it is such a well-oiled machine that it almost makes me think I can do more than I can. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I, I'm going to take that on. And then you sit back and like, oh, damn, really? I there's there's no way I can actually take that on. You do have to learn to say no. Yeah. Because you have this. You're like, well, I did all that last week. Why not take on something else? Because I got all that done. Yes. <laughs> One more thing couldn't possibly crush me. Oh, but it can. <laughs> well, and that kind of goes back you know, to the episode where we talked about, you know, the feelings of loneliness, where when you have alone time, you try to fill it. Yes. Right. And it's like, I'll look at a week and I'm like, I did 200 things. So I can do 205. But the fact is 200 was incredibly difficult. I did them because I had to do them. But then when I look at the next week where maybe I've only got a hundred things to do, it's like, I feel like I've got to pump it up because I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, to say that it's dangerous is a little bit extreme, but it is kind of, you start to feel like you can do more and more and more. And I feel like there's, there's a breaking point. more and more like, yes. Oh yeah. You can burn out. Yes. Despite the routine. Yes. And, and my burnout is at about 9.05 every night. <laughs> yes. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's part of the routine. <laughs> like just sit in a corner and stare at the wall. <laughs> I will say this though, like I, I still do wake up, um, and there's a a like I wake up and I realize that it's morning time and I and I'm awake now, and this sense of <gasps> oh god here it goes <laughs> like oh god here it goes, but by about like you know ten minutes later like I'm like. Oh no, actually my morning routine now is like I that used to be the worst part of my day. Worst part of the day because Marlo used to fight me on every single decision that was being made, getting out of bed, walking downstairs, what she was going to eat for breakfast, what she was going to wear. She wouldn't let me touch her hair, she wouldn't let me help her brush her teeth. Like every single thing was a was a, was a fight every day. And now both kids are so it's such a after that initial panic attack, it's like, "Oh, we're going to be, everything's fine. Everything's okay. You know? And I, I love having achieved that where it's like, I don't have to dread that first couple of hours in the morning. But you still do. You still have like that initial wake up. That initial wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that is like, am I still alive? Oh no. <laughs> well, there's the reality that you have to do it again. But yeah. then, you know, after you sort of get past that, like, yes, you do have to do it again, but it's going to go well because it it always does. Yes. Because, but but not just, it doesn't just fall into place. I mean, it is, everyone has to play their part, right? Yes. I mean, if you don't keep it moving forward, there's a problem. And I think at a certain point, and I don't know about Marlo, but with Lita and Lexton, if you don't keep it moving forward, I feel like, at least with Lexton, that he'll, he would know something was amiss. I'm like, aren't we supposed to be doing this now? Oh, I... Yeah. Right? Does that... My, I mean, does she do that? So Lita completely can totally get herself. She's she's completely self-sufficient in the morning. And one day, oh, was it earlier this year or late last year when Marlo was going through a sickness and it was like day two or three. And I was asked my mom if she could take Marlo for a night so that I could get something done. Like I made her deadline. So my mom had Marlo for the night because Marlo was sick and it was just me and Lita the next morning. And I was like, so easy. 
oh my god what is this <laughs> what is this life <laughs> what it was but 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 in the last couple of like like last three or four weeks marlo has given up the fight and has be- is showing signs of becoming a reasonable human being and it's and i just turned a major corner huge corner because i will pull out clothes for her to wear she doesn't fight me she doesn't fight me when i wake her up she brushes her own hair she's brushing her own teeth i say i'm, I'm gonna go get dressed and she's like okay and there's a part of me like there was one morning um it was it was uh saint patrick's day and we were trying to figure out what she wanted to wear for her for green and i i pulled out a whole, a whole bunch of clothes and this is how she was talking about it she said she goes well, um, these these pants here are not good for cold weather, and I do believe that it's oh. going to be cold outside. No. So how about we do these? And at this point, we were kind of running a little bit tight on time, and I wanted to be like, Marlo, you just need to choose some clothes. We got to get going. But I was afraid that if I pushed her or, or hurried her that I was going to break this reasonable streak. <laughs> well, and she was actually reasoning it. She it wasn't was. like wasting time. Like, I'm going to put thought into this. I kind of wanted to sit down and let her keep going so that I could study what she was saying. It was so brilliant. And so I have kind of turned a corner that that way. And I, and, and I, I do give myself credit. It's like, okay, we've come here with her where we have reached this milestone. And she She's being super sweet and polite in the morning to me. And I did this. I did it. I take credit. <laughs> and the routine did. I mean, at a certain point, I mean, obviously, she's she's just growing up. But it's also, you know, despite how she was in the morning, the routine continued. And yeah. I, I, I feel like at a certain point, she's probably just like, ah, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with it because it's easier to go with it. Yes. Like, I give up. My mom is not going to give up on this stupid routine of us having to get ready for school. <laughs> right. Like, it's going to happen anyway. Yes. I mean, that's something I still work on with Lexton. Like, you can have a bad attitude about it, but it's it's going to happen. So it'll be better if we both have a good attitude about it. And, you know, I feel like ever since the separation, but especially since doing this, um, ever, ever since John moved to New York, my bond with my children, I did not know that it could be like this. I did not know that I could have this kind of bond with my children. And especially since um, September of 2014, what has happened between me and my children is it's been a phenomenal shift in our relationships. And have you experienced that with Lexton? Uh, I have in a way that I didn't anticipate ever. And I think if I were to look back, I'd say that that was like one amazingly good thing that came out of all of this. Is that there's this, there's a bond that you can't, I can't even put it in words. It's something like, I feel like if you were with the two of us, you'd see it. Like it would show through, but you can't really explain it. Yes. I mean, maybe that sounds kind of ridiculous, but there's really, there, there just, there isn't a, a way to talk about it. It's a respect and a bond and an attachment that you don't anticipate. Well, the close people in my life, like my mom, my mom has commented on it and she she's she's witnessed it. She's witnessed she's witnessed the whole thing take place and she's witnessed the transformation. And um, yeah, it's it you, you really can't explain it to people other than, well, 
it, it, there's a feeling there of, you know, we are their we are their foundation. They know that we are always going to be there. They know that we're not going anywhere. Um, we are their rock. And I think that that, especially with my kids, that opens up a lot of emotion for them because they are, they feel safe in expressing a lot of things to me. And I have made a safe space for, because I haven't talked about Trump. <laughs> I have made keep a it safe. I've made a safe space for them to talk to me about things, especially Lita, because we've we've had to approach so many serious and mature subjects in the last few years. Like I, I made it very very clear to her in the first conver- first deep 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 conversation that we ever had. Like, listen, you can come to me with anything, and I am not going to get mad at you. I don't care if you, I don't care how scared you are. And you can come to me and I'm not going to get mad at you. And we will talk about, we will talk through it and we will come to a solution because we're a team. And that's what, that's, that's what I tell my girls is that we're a team. And a really quick story here after I shift my weight, honestly, really, <laughs> my, my, my butt is completely numb. Hold on. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, it hurts. That's okay. the burden of being in a professional sound studio. Yes. <laughs> That's the burden of being a professional. I was talking about your butt <laughs> on a podcast. Um, she, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but she knows that both her, well, I'll just put it this way. One night, I read next to her every night before we go to bed. She reads a book and I read whatever book, if I'm reading a book or if I'm just scrolling through what I need to scroll through online to see if I've responded to things and one night she said, um, can we, can we just talk instead of reading? I was like, sure. And she says, I just really have something to tell you and I'm really scared. And, and I am going, I'm like racing through my head about like, oh my God. Immediate panic. Immediate panic. What did she see? What did she see online? What what did she That's what you, that's like the first thing you go to now. That really says something about it being 2016. Like, (laughs) Not not what happened to her, but what did she read on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> what did she Google? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm remaining as calm as I have promised her I will always be. I'm like, it's okay. You can tell me. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And she's like on the verge of tears. And she's just like, I can tell that she's really traumatized by what, I, what, what she's about to tell me. And I'm like, listen, Lita, I told you or I remind you, I'm not ever going to be mad at you. And she's like, okay, okay, mom. <laughs> Mom, I believe in God. <laughs> and and I, I was like, I, like when it came out of her mouth, like, I was like, oh, oh. And I was like, like oh. that that's it? Like I was that... like, <laughs> I didn't say that. I was like. No, but. Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, okay. Are you, why are you scared to tell me that? And she says, well, because I know that both you and dad don't and that, and, and I just don't want you to be mad about, about me, mad at me about it. And, 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 and I also like to pray sometimes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Lita, like, I will totally pray with you. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I know how to pray. I grew up, I can, I can you say did some, a mean, you did some praying. I can say a mean prayer. And I said, you know, it, would it help you? She goes like sometimes, you know, when, during thunderstorms or when I'm anxious, like it really helps me to to say something to God. And I said, if you would love, I I will totally 
pray with you. And I, I, I think it's amazing that you believe in God. She goes, you do? I said, yeah. I said, I said I'll drive you to church if you want me to. She goes, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, not that kind of believing in God yet. I'm not that. No, I don't want to go sit in charge for three hours, mom. I just want to believe in, I just want to believe in God. I'm like, that's great. I think that's awesome. And so she's like, you're not mad at me? And I was like, not at all. Like, I'm so glad that this is a decision that you've come to on your own. And as long as we don't persecute people in the name of that belief, we're okay. <laughs> but she felt, I mean, knowing full well what your beliefs are. She yeah. still felt okay. I mean, obviously she didn't feel okay, but she knew she could say it. Even though yeah. she was afraid, she knew she could. Oh, and after she told me, she was like, I feel so much better that now that you know, I feel so much better. I'm like, I'm so glad that you came to me and told me about this. And again, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that this brings you comfort. And that's the, that level of openness and that level of, of safeness is, I really... I like that about our, our setup. I really do. And it's sort of the same with, I mean, I routinely will remind Lexton, you know, that he can, he can always talk to me about anything. He can always tell me anything. And I tell him flat out, you know, I, I won't always be able to fix things. I won't always have the answer. I won't always know what to say, but you can always tell me and I'm not going to get angry. You know, I just, and I'll tell him that frequently because I feel like he needs to, he needs that reminder. And I don't, I don't push topics. I just say, if there's any, you know, just tell me that if there's anything you want to talk about, you will talk to me about it, you know? Yes. And I feel like that comfort and the trust is there. Like I'm, there's not a part of me that thinks there's going to be some major issue and I'm not going to hear because he doesn't feel safe. Yes. But there's also that, I think that bond between the two of us and between you and your girls is so strong that, then when we start to approach things like dating, because you said like, we're never going to go anywhere and we know that, but in their head, the notion of us dating could mean that we are going to go somewhere. That it, it infringes on the bond. Yes. Yeah. And I know we talked about that, that, you know, from what they've seen when a new relationship starts is a distance between them and the other parent. Yes. And I think there is that fear. And I mean, I would, I, I'm willing to accept that fear because I think the bond is incredible, but it does add that, that layer where you have to, it's a very fine line. Yeah. And there has to be, there has to be a healthy middle ground for sure. But it's still, I mean, regardless at the end of the day, I feel good knowing, I mean, at the end of the day, when he is in bed and I've accomplished everything I need to accomplish, which is usually about 20% of what I need to accomplish, I feel good knowing that I did it. Like, I feel good knowing that it was me. Like, high five myself. Yes. You know, and another another day accomplished. And I feel like I really enjoy, like one, of, one of the biggest pluses about this is that I get to see my kids every day. I mean, don't get me started about summer. Because I, <laughs> don't, I know, I don't spring break was already a good intro to summer. Well, no, like they, they're going away for half the summer. Um, that's, that's one of the drawbacks to this arrangement. But during the school year, I get to see my kids every day. You know, I, I know where, I know where they are. I know who they're hanging out with. I know what they've done during the day. I know what they're doing at night. I get to see my kids every day. And that's what I, I love about this arrangement. That's a really big plus. 
It's a huge plus. And you know that even the things you don't see, they want you to see. They want to share those things with you. Yeah. Maybe not when you ask them about their day at school. That's probably not the best time. But (laughs) in the big picture, they want to share those things. Yes. Which must mean that there is contentment in parenting. It must mean that, right? I mean, see, we we aren't just a bunch of whiny, privileged douches. (laughs) (laughs) But, but... But now that we have (laughs) more butts, now that we've spent an episode talking about how great it is, I think we've also just opened ourselves up to the criticism that we're now being braggy, maybe. Yeah, we're like, maybe like we're we're um, we're advocating for this. (laughs) I just think that it's important to find the silver lining in in this because this is our reality you know this is our this is our reality and we have to come to terms with it at some point or another you either you either get through your day and you congratulate yourself on doing what you needed to do and fulfilling your responsibility to your kids or you collapse and you don't and there are so many amazing things that come with this closeness in this in this arrangement with with our children absolutely things that i never expected going into it right and you weren't expecting to go into it at all right. no no well i mean i planned it the whole time but aside from that no but there are advantages that you don't that you don't anticipate and i you know i wonder being that all of this was sort of spurred from an email i'm interested to hear what what all of you the listeners can add to this conversation you know where where do you see contentment in single parenting you know what stories do you have that maybe at the end of a really difficult day do you pat yourself on the back because we would love we'd love to read those and we'd love to share some on a future episode and you can email us those stories as always at stories at manicramblings.com you can also find us at manicramblings.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Until next time, we are sending you all of the virtual high fives or fist bumps, if that's your thing. What do they do in athletics? They slap each other on the butt. We just got to get another butt in there. More, more butts right at the more end. Butts. We're sending you all the virtual butt slaps. Yeah. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.